Cool. Yeah, I think some uh, some good ideas for the future. So looking forward to 2023. But uh, the next thing we want to do here to start the season, um, we're going to get into just kind of our full season division picks and Super Bowl winners later on. But to start, we just wanted to kind of go around the horn and, and talk about some like high level themes that we have for the season. So what's just something that sticks out to you that you think is going to be a consistent, um, you know, kind of theme for the year or something that you're you're looking you know, you're watching for this year outside of just like, you know, specific team performances or specific player performances, like something kind of more of an umbrella idea. Um, so I guess I can start and give you guys uh, a little bit of time to uh, mingle over thing. But one thing that I think is interesting for me is going to be, I think we're going to see a lot of uh, kind of younger quarterbacks filter into, you know, say our like top 12 quarterback rankings. I think there's going to be a lot of turnover at the quarterback position um, in terms of how we view the league, because I think over the past few seasons, we've seen a lot of veterans kind of either retire or fall off. Obviously, Tom Brady is, I don't want to say finally, because I love having Tom Brady in the league, but, you know, he's no longer in the league. I think Aaron Rodgers is on his last few years. Um, any more moving forward, uh, Matthew Stafford on his last few years, like a lot of those big names, we're not going to see any more. But I love a lot of the super young kind of, not as much first year starters, although, um, you know, a lot of the rookies will be interesting. But a lot of like second through fourth year guys that are going to get an opportunity this year, I really like a lot of the potential there, um, and I like what we're going to see um, in terms of that. Either one of you got uh, a theme in mind for them, and maybe I'll leave it there, and then I'll talk about some of those guys specifically as we get into the uh, the picks in the later batch. But uh, the year, yeah, I could probably God, jump off of that um, in the quarterback situation. So. I think one thing you're going to see this year is the downfall of the mobile quarterback. And what I mean by that is, you know, Kyler, we, we don't even know who the quarterback in Arizona is going to be at this point, which is comical. I mean, th this team could be horrific. And I think of Kyler, I think of Russell Wilson, I think of Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, all of these guys that are mobile quarterbacks, I just don't see their teams being as great as they traditionally are and so it begs the question are the new york jets type of offenses going to outplay consistently these type of teams like normally you see the um the dual mobile quarterbacks um being you know being electric offenses and running up and down the field churning yards, uh, confusing defenses, but I just don't think that that's going to happen. I think the NFL is caught up to that, especially defensive coordinators. And so I think you're going to see the teams that run more of those traditional West Coast offenses really prevail, particularly this season. So in terms of like the Baltimore Ravens and stuff like that, we'll get into it. I'm just not as high on these teams as I would be in previous years. So just something that uh, I would say is an overall theme, but Kuna, I'll kick it over to you. Yeah, so I, touching on both of your points, Evan, I think one, one what you said makes a lot of sense. I think, to be fair, we've also already started seeing that, too. I think last season was 
kind of where we were like, wait, like when we were going over our top 10 to 12, I remember, I think it might've been the three of us sitting down or it was me and Zach sitting down kind of going through who are our top 12 now. Um, and it was shocking to kind of see the turnover that we had prior to last season starting. And now it's going to be even more, like you said, because granted, you know, we'll get to people like Rodgers. I feel like we'll get bounce back seasons from people like him um, to a certain extent, but in the coming years, there's just so much turnover. And if you think about next draft, you have even more coming. So there's, there's quite a bit of turnover there. Uh, the flip side of that also, Zebo, I would agree with you um, in, in a lot of senses. However, I think about it and, you know, I do feel like offenses are going to have to readjust, right? Because I feel like in the NFL, we, it's kind of like fashion, right? Like every couple of years, you see a trend go out of date and then all of a sudden an old trend recycles. And I think that's what we, that's what we see a lot, a lot with the NFL, right? Because for a long time, you're a running league, then you're a passing league. Then you go back to more of a running league. Then you're a passing league. And now quarterbacks are running. And I'm curious to see what that next evolution is going to be. Are we going to see more running offenses be successful because people have focused so much on these electric quarterbacks? So these are the kinds of things I'm really intrigued to see this year because I think we're going to see another offensive, like how do we take offenses to a different level thing. However, I actually think it's the opposite in the sense of uh, mobile quarterbacks because although for every person you stated, right, I could state another one that, runs the ball arguably just as much as they want to throw it, right? Like Jalen Hurts, for example, like the Philadelphia Eagles, or Josh Allen, even though he is a passer as quarterback, he runs for 700 to 1,000 yards every year, and those are two of, like, the top four. Even guys like Herbert and Mahomes will, will take off and run. But I think I get what you're saying, where you're saying the guys who want to run first are more likely, you feel like those are the kinds of offenses that take a step back. And yet I'm really intrigued to see what's going to happen when we see, for example, Lamar Jackson in this Todd Munkin offense, which I can't wait to talk about that, by the way, because the name Todd Munkin, I've heard way more than I care to hear, but it is kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, I to see uh, agree and disagree. I think what the prospect of something like that is going to be. So I'm actually really excited to see what they do with mobile quarterbacks going forward. It's, it, it'll be a fun dichotomy, I think. I think you need mobile quarterbacks, but not in the sense, I agree with you that the kind of schemed up like RPO style offenses we've kind of seen. I do think that's um, kind of dead. I mean, I think the only team left was the Eagles, and now I assume the Colts with uh, the Stycone kind of try and do a lot of that. But like like Sai said with Munkin, they're going to go away with that from Lamar. I assume the Bears probably do it too. But I think I don't think the schemed up kind of RPO type offenses will be as successful. But I do think, like Sai said, you the mobile quarterback in the sense of like Mahomes and Herbert and Burrow, like they still scramble when they need to can escape the pocket to make plays like that kind of stuff, I think is, uh, is still, you know, going to be a huge. <laughs> I do love the, uh, mobile quarterback to skinny jeans comparison. If you, that's what you were alluding <laughs> to. A bigger with piece the of the game. Some like that. Um, Some like that. We're, we're in the wide leg like, pants era, you know, that's, that's, that's what the NFL is going through nowadays. That's what I'm saying. I'm a, I'm a one size fits most type of guy. All right. So they uh, really are. You know, <laughs> I know, I know, I know all size shops over there in those Banana Republics and those Brooks Brothers or whatever he's getting his hands into. That was that was me at twenty one, Zach. We're almost thirty, man. It's, it's a new world, man. It's a new world. Hey, I remember the last right. time I wore a Brooks Brothers shirt in my life. Granted, I will say, I regrettably, used to wear a lot of Vineyard Vines back then too, and I can't believe I ever thought that was cool. So we all make decisions that we that we need to grow from, and the the fashion is one of those for me. The worst, the worst outfit I think. I ever wore consistently was probably in early high school or no 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 I hope not high school I'm gonna say middle school was the Aeropostale 
and the actual Aeropostale <laughs> was was actually shown on the shirt. So like, you know, they didn't even have like a logo because I, you know, the Abercrombie Moose right back in the day in middle school, but like I was just a straight up Aeropostale shirt and I, I can't even look back at those pictures. Evan, I'm, Evan was like the high socks guy, if I remember. Evan, what was your crazy style? It was probably the, yeah, the like sporty look where you probably, I probably were, was very basketball shorts and just a, a kind of athletic, probably a graphic tee in some capacity similar to yours, but it was like the probably matching was awful. Like it very well could have been like Navy on Navy. Um, and, and yeah, I don't know about the shoe game, but it probably wasn't good. So, um, not a lot of good things to report on the fashion of our uh, younger days, but I love it. Should we pivot into some uh, some division picks and get it rolling? Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it. Side pick a division. Where, where do you want to start? All righty, let's go with Zebo's division. I'm gonna let Zebo. Actually, maybe we'll let Zebo go, go last on that one. But uh, I'm actually. I, I feel like we should start with the worst so we can just get it out of the way. <laughs> I'm kidding, Zach. But in reality, there is a lot of excitement, a lot of young young excitement in the division in in the lens of uh, in the lens of what, what what we could see out of it. So I'm looking forward to seeing what what they do. But I I will go first just because I know Zach is. Um, I want to let Zach speak speak last, um, and I will wait a few weeks to start roasting Zach for his which team he's a fan of. Well, we won't start that I just yet. The, oh, we're gonna do the favorite division. Like yeah. you didn't. Well, to be fair, team. Like I'm, I'm after you, man. All right, here we go. Your birthday present to this one episode will be that I won't call you a Panthers fan. That'll be my only birthday present for this episode. All right. With that being said, I am actually. It's funny I teed it up as the worst decision with or division with uh, quotation marks, but I'm actually really excited about the young talent there. Um, I'll actually start with Zach's Falcons. I think that offense, with the exception of Desmond Ritter, who we don't know what he's capable of quite yet, but obviously they're making the change to someone who's younger. I actually, the more I see it, the more I love that Bijan pick. And you guys know the entire draft, I know neither of you were the biggest fan of that pick. I was tooting my horn about Bijan, and I thought it was an amazing pick because I truly believe that he'll be a generational talent at that position. And so far, all the camp buzz and all the videos I'm seeing, he has been absolutely rolling, especially in that receiving game. I mean, he's making which your lack thereof of a defense look like there is a lack thereof of defense, to put, to put it no other way. That with Drake London, Kyle Pitts, even guys like Mac Hollins, who you guys got as your second receiver, there's a lot of offensive potential on that team, um, even though obviously people aren't going to talk about the Falcons a lot. And I hope that Ritter figures it out. And if not, I hope you get one of those young quarterbacks for the next draft because I actually think the Falcons are one of the most fun teams in football for the next couple of years once they figure out their quarterback position. Um, and then when I pair that together with the rest of the division, you don't really have a lot with the Bucks right now. Um, they're going to do the whole Baker Mayfield, Kyle Trask experiment. I kind of feel bad for Mike Evans and Chris Godwin who are older and aren't going to really be able to like compete in that offense. I wonder if they're going to be traded at some point. I don't know, but not much to talk about there. I, I'll move on to the Saints. Um, I will never trust Derek Carr to win a championship. No disrespect to Derek Carr, but I mean, the, the guy has had plenty and ample opportunity with great uh, like options. I think that offense will be good because of the talent. You got Chris Olave and Camaro will be back. They got young running backs and like uh, coming up and then they also have, I mean, we'll see how long he stays on the field, but they have Thomas back and apparently he's been really good in camp. So curious to see how that looks for even a few weeks. So I don't actually, even though I would expect the Saints to win this year, I don't see them really making a lot of noise anyway. 
Um, and then the Panthers, my boy Bryce Young, so far hasn't looked the best, but I am so, so, so excited to watch him play. So actually the reason I bring up that division is it's arguably one of the divisions I'm most excited about because there's so much young talent that has like sky high potential in my opinion. Um, I mean, we could see like several future Hall of Famers in that division who are just at the you know beginning of their careers. And I think that's not something I, I don't recall the last time we've seen something like that. So where it's all in, uh, encapsulated in one place. So I'm excited about that, you know. So I, I'm going I'm to throw that out there now. With that, I, I'll jump back in. With that being said, I'm going to go with the Saints to win the division, but I don't think the other teams are going to be too far off um, just because I, I, I don't see a ton of anyone running away with that. So I'll leave it there. Yeah, I have it stacked similarly. Um, the Bucks will be useless. I think they'll be last. I, the Panthers came on at the end of last year, so I kind of like them. But I'm not like the biggest Bryce Young stand, and like their hodgepodge of talent that they signed this off season, like some decent players, but I'm not sold on. So I think I have the Falcons in second. I don't like Ritter at all, um, but I, the skill positions I love, and I think they did a good job beefing up the rest of the team. And then the Saints. Um, I've actually heard the opposite that Michael Thomas is like completely washed in camp, um, and is just like gonna give nothing this year. Um, so we'll see how that one plays out. Um, but I, I think they'll find a way to win the division, not impressively, but so pretty much on the same page with Sai. The only difference I would make, I I put the Buccaneers at four two. I'm gonna put the Falcons at three. Um, I'm gonna put the Saints at two and the Panthers at one. And I know what you guys are thinking. I am not a Panthers fan. I am a Falcons fan, all right? I embrace the fact that I am in enemy territory right here down in Charlotte. But I think that the Panthers have the pieces to put this thing together finally. It hinges on one subject. Can they just protect Bryce Young? Because, my goodness, if he takes one hit, he's done for the season. Um, and, And especially with some of the the defensive ends that play or defensive linemen like Vita Vea and um, Grady Jarrett. I'll throw him in. And I haven't even mentioned any of the Saints defensive juggernauts too. If he takes one hit from one of those guys, it's their season's over. So it really hinges on the Carolina O-line. But I think they're going to look good. So I'll go ahead and give uh, Carolina the first slot. I do have a bit of a rebuttal to that though, Zach. And, and, the, and the point to that is I feel like Carolina's offense, right? Like Bryce Young, in my opinion, will be a massive upgrade, and, but he's a rookie quarterback, and he's going to need a little bit of time to develop. But what's the theme we've seen with a lot of quarterbacks that are successful as rookies? Talent, right? Talent surrounded around, around them. Last year, the Panthers traded away Christian McCaffrey halfway through the season. At the end of the year, they traded away DJ Moore, which were the two best players on their team, um, in my opinion, last year, with the exception of maybe some defensive guys. So they got rid of those two, right? And then they added who? Like 50-year-old Adam Thielen, um, who – you know, was was playing backup fiddle to uh, Justin Jefferson the last couple of years. Like, it's not dealing of old. And then their number two wide receiver is what? DJ Chark, who's currently hurt. Um, and what, what what are they running at tight end? And, I mean, they added Miles Sanders, who I think will actually have a decent season, but he's not like a blow-the-roof-off kind of talent, right? So my concern is, even though they probably have a little bit of potential on a, de- a defensive front, I'm concerned that offensively, like, Bryce is just not going to be able to get the ball to anybody. Like, it's going to be really a struggle for him it's not like they have some perfect O-line and they're not going to just run people over on the run game. And he's not about to scramble and create like a ton of yards every play. So I'm worried about their lack of talent around him, right? Like even if he's able to buy time, I don't know who's going to throw the ball to. So that's what I'm concerned about. Um, I think in a year or two, maybe that'll change. But for now, that's how I feel. Well, I'm going to go ahead and transition to the AFC East. 
and just uh, kind of give a quick overview of the teams in that division. So starting off here, um, it's going to be an interesting division because the New England Patriots are worse or the worst from a talent standpoint, but they're never out with Belichick. What I found funny is that they only have one quarterback on their roster right now, and that's Mac Jones. They got rid of everybody else. So that's gonna, it's going to be fun to see who they sign in free agency, but I think it's pretty safe to say Mac is going to start and probably be expected to start. Now, saying that, I, I have them personally in, in four. Uh, I, don't, I think they're going to be the last place in the division. I can still see them winning six games, but uh, probably just that. Um, moving on here to the third spot. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think the Bills are going to be third. And the driver behind that is I still think that the Bills could be a playoff team, but I think you're going to start to see a slide. The Bills had so many opportunities to win the Super Bowl, and they got so close, but they never got there. So the expectation is, oh, they're just going to continue to go because that's recency bias. They, they're always there. They're always contenders. They're a great football team. They've got the best secondary in, in, in the league by far. But... Tredavious White took a step downward. They tried to replace him with, I believe, Elam at corner. I'm not sure if that's going to work or not. I, I, I forget. They picked up somebody in, as a corner. Um, but I just think that they're going to be like a 10-7 and third-place team. I think the Jets are going to be uh, – I think the Miami Dolphins are going to be second. And I think they're going to explode offensively. Tua has gained 50 pounds of, I want to say, muscle. But the guy looks like an offensive lineman. And uh, I just think Mike McDaniels, year two – is going to really, really start to get the ball rolling with them. If they can stay healthy, they're going to be lethal. And uh, especially with Jalen Ramsey and Xavier Howard at quarter, that's, that's game over, in my opinion. Like, no one's going to throw on those guys. So I've got first place. I think the Jets are going to take a step forward. But between the Jets, the Dolphins, and the Bills, I think they're going to be one game apart. So let's go the Bills 10-7, and seven, the Dolphins 11-6, and six, and, I'll, and I'll, I'll say the Jets 11 and 6. So that's kind of my analysis. I respect that. Is it me, Cy? Go ahead. Go ahead, Evan. Yeah, I definitely think the Patriots are last. I don't why are they cutting Bailey Zappy, man? I thought Bailey Zappy was a nice little late round fire. Um, but uh so I am kind of starting to fade the Bills a little bit as well. Like some of the rumblings about Stefan Diggs being unhappy and kind of the team chemistry is concerning me. But I also think that a lot of people are feeling this way, which is the perfect time to kind of just go in on the Bills. Like, they have largely the same roster. Actually, their game's Cook. Um, so I'm not completely fading them. I'm just added some interesting pieces. Dalton Kincaid in the draft could be a popular for offense, but now they have Dalvin Cook, Brees Hall, Garrett Wilson, the rest of the receiving. Fading the Jets the most, which is hard because that defense is just so elite, and when you have such a good defense, like, you don't even need to be that good on all. core is meh, but... And obviously Aaron Rodgers. Um, and I'm on Miami, man. I'm a little concerned about the offensive line in Miami, and I'm not the biggest Tua fan. But I honestly think if Tua doesn't get hurt, they would have won that division potentially last year, or maybe not won the division, but at least beaten the Bills in the playoffs. I mean, Skylar Thompson almost beat the Bills in the playoffs. So I'm going to say Miami actually wins this division. I'm going to put the Bills second. I'm going to say the Jets third. Um, I think it'll be close between those three teams, but I'm just riding Miami, man. I, you know, I'm not sold on the defense or the offensive line, but they were pretty close last year if, if Tua was a little more healthy. I just want to toot my own horn here for a second. I just love you two coming off the Bills after I, I'm pretty sure Evan said last year that there might be potential for the Bills to go undefeated last year, and here we are this year that. being like, did say that, yeah, here we are. 
he did. And here we are with both of you being like, oh, I think the Bills are going to finish third. I think the Bills are going to do this. And the funniest part is I'm the least on the Bills compared to everybody else that I know over like the last couple of years. And yet I still think they're going to win the division because it's not because I think they're going to be the best team going into the playoffs or anything like that. It's just because of consistency, right? At least in the regular season, you know what you're getting from them. I don't believe that they've had any significant loss of talent um, personally. Like, Tredavious White is, is is a blow, but outside of that, they Tremaine still have, Adams. like, yeah, but Tremaine Adams, Edmonds wasn't really that good last year anyway. So I think when I think of it that way, like, and also that offense is going to do exactly what it did last year. And I could argue that the offense might be a little bit better in the regular season because I think at times Allen was playing a little bit more hurt than you'd like. Um, I also think I agree with Evan. I think James Cook, if they're actually fully able to commit to a running back that can – that has potential like Cook, I think they'll be a far better offense. Their problem in prior years is they didn't know how to run the ball. They didn't know how to stop the run. Um, if they can run a little bit better, at least that's a plus point. I think all the Stefan stuff is whatever. I think when him and Josh hit the floor, those two are too good and have too much chemistry for them not to be good. So I think the Bills will win probably the most games and probably win the division, right? However, I'm not saying that they're going to go the furthest in the playoffs. I just think the Bills will win the division. I think the Jets will finish in second. Um, I do like two. I do like Miami. I love their talent, and, and I'll, to, short, to make it a little more short-winded, I just think that between the injury concerns, um, I, I just worry about them, you know, missing a couple games here and there. So overall, I think it's going to go Bills, Jets, Dolphins, and then um, whatever else we're bringing up the rear. So I'm not even really concerned about the Patriots right now. So I'll leave it at there. And uh, yeah, I can you can pick up wherever you want to go, buddy. Yeah, and to, to your point on that division, like. Josh Allen was playing with a UCL injury, and like we've seen all these baseball pitchers like not even like trying to pitch through that kind of injury. So I think we probably discredited how hurt he actually was. But um, I guess next division, um, I'll pick one uh, somewhat at random. We'll bounce around. What about the NFC West here? NFC West, um, I don't know if it's going to be a super interesting division this year. I think the Rams, I think are the Rams, I think are going to be a disaster. Like they have like arguably like three or four good players on the roster, right? Stafford, who probably will fall apart throughout the year. Cup is back. That's huge. You know, we'll see what they get from Acres, um, uh, Higby, Aaron Donald. Like outside of that, though, there's just no depth and really not a lot around the edges for that team. So I think they're going to be a nightmare. Um, as will the Cardinals. I think Zach touched on it earlier. I think Joshua Dobbs is currently in line to start Week One. Um, they're intentionally tanking for Caleb Williams, um, and I don't believe in their coach at all either. Um, so that leaves two teams. I do like the Seahawks again this year. Like going into last year, I didn't think there was a lot to like, and everyone was like, oh, "Geno Smith's your quarterback." But now Geno Smith, all of a sudden, you know, looks like a top half of the league, if not even a top ten quarterback. Um, Ken Walker, another rookie Charbonnet, a nice little running back core. You got DK Metcalf and Lockett is still solid. A lot of interesting things going on in Seattle. I think they could be decent um, kind of in that wild card territory, especially when you factor in that they can beat up on those bottom two teams. Um, and then this, the Niners. So I think the Niners, obviously the team is, is back. It's pretty loaded. They're going with Brock Purdy at the helm and Sam Darnold is the backup. Um, you got McCaffrey for a full year, which is going to be dynamite, assuming he stays healthy. Um, Debo, hopefully healthier. And, you know, I will say I'm not that sold on Brock Purdy. I think back to what he was two years ago. Ayuk should be good. Kittle's there. Like The team is still loaded. I think a lot of times with these Niner quarterbacks that are good in a system, they kind of start to regress after that. And I think we might see that with Brock. So my bold prediction is that by the end of the year, whether it be by injury or performance, 
Sam Darnold is the one leading them through the playoffs. And then I'll make my prediction later in the uh, the pod on how far he takes them. But uh, I think they win the division. Um, Seattle's in play for a wild card. Rams are in third, but nowhere near. Um, and Arizona's last. Only thing I'll mention here is I agree with the the standings that Evans kind of like alluded to. Uh, I went to a Kenny Chesney concert in Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte last year, and Kenny Chesney introduced Christian McCaffrey and Sam Darnold as the Panthers players, and they were going to lead us to victory this season. This was before the 2022 season. A little ironic that neither of them are with the organization anymore. So wish the best to them, and obviously they're playing for a team that's going to contend this year. So I agree with Evan. So just to clarify, Evan, what was your bottom two? Did you have Arizona at the bottom or, yeah. or uh, the Rams? Arizona yeah. four, but Rams yeah. third. But, yeah. but but I don't think they'll be like close to the playoffs or anything. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that ranking. I think the Rams – I think I'm a little bit higher on them than you. I'm not saying they're going to be great or anything. I don't I don't even think they'll be good, but I definitely think they'll be way better than they were last year, which I guess isn't saying much. However, look out for Cam Akers as a huge fantasy sleeper for me personally. I think he's going to be amazing. He finished the year so well last year, and I expect him to pick back up where he left off. And so excited to watch Cooper Cup play. The game's just better when he's on the field, so I'm excited about that. Um, however, at the top of the division, one thing I want to mention when, when you mentioned Seattle's weapons – we, we can't sleep on Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, arguably the best receiver out of the last year's draft. And I thought it was so genius of them to add a third receiver, even though a lot of people would question, oh, they have two. That can make Geno take an additional step, in my opinion, and I think that's big time for them. So I actually think they'll give, you know, like they'll, they'll give a pretty good competition, but I still think the Niners run away with it. Um, and I'm actually kind of more sold on Purdy than most. I think if Jimmy Garoppolo can get to the championship with – you know, with the 49ers on multiple occasions. Like, I have no reason to believe Purdy can't be successful with them. And if it wasn't for him getting hurt in the playoffs last year, they had a shot at really making some noise and giving the Eagles a run for their money. So I have no reason to be out on him. We need to and stop that narrative. I expect, they were not going to get close to winning that football game. I disagree with you. I pers- I very strongly disagree with you. I don't. We didn't even see them. We didn't even see them hit their stride. We watched them play a quarter, and then they had Christian McCaffrey at quarterback. Like, I think that's. I think to say that they were going to come back is to just make an assumption, in my opinion. However, I will also say, and this isn't just my South Carolina plug. I'm gonna keep this quick. I expect Debo to be way better this year because last year they were trying to balance like eight different uh, talents on offense, and they still have eight different talents, but they're coming in with more of a plan. So. Ayuk, Debo, Kittle, McCaffrey. Purdy could have been could be Zebo at quarterback and that team will win. That's that's the way I look at it. So I'll leave it there. So are we good? We got another division. Who's next? Kuna. All righty. Uh why not just jump jump on my bandwagon over here? I'll, I'll do the AFC South. Um I'm gonna say this. My Colts will not win that division. They won't even come close to winning that division. However, this is the most excited I've been to watch. Colts football in a long time because it feels like we actually have a quarterback we're invested in. Uh, Richardson, the Jonathan Taylor situation is crazy. Uh, I don't – I know he's on the pup. I hope at some point this season they decide that it's best for both the team and for him to have him actually play with the Colts, and I hope that, you know, we pay him a little bit more than people are reporting we offer him. However, I'll just say this. I don't need to go too deep in the weeds. I just want to watch Richardson and I also want to see what guys like Alec Pierce and Joshua Downs and those young guys can do. And I want to see our offensive line take a step forward and that's all I can hope for for my team um, this season because if all those things happen, hopefully Richardson wins a few games and, and gets some bearings under him and I can't wait to see what his future is with Steichen and the Colts offense. 
I believe the Jaguars won that division. They got better. They added Calvin Ridley, which is absurd. Like, I mean, that's an absolute steal to get him from the Falcons. And, I mean, everything we're seeing from Campos and the videos I'm seeing, that dude looks like he's running at, like, like 2x speed compared to everyone else when he runs routes. I know Zach knows. I know it's going to hurt your soul to watch him run with that Ridley jersey you have. However, that is stupid how good that offense would be if Lawrence takes a step forward because their receiving core is crazy good. Um, they have two running backs now. Tank Bigsby is not someone to sleep on. And Trevor Lawrence is is you know taking a step forward and and I you know me I, I was saying Doug Peterson is that dude I've been saying that for years and I think he proved it year one I think it'll only get better year two so they'll win the division I actually expect Tennessee to be better than people give them credit for being they have some talent over there on offense and they might have the potential to make one more little sneaky wild card run so I'll go two there I'll go my Colts three just because I think. With guys like Darius and guys like that coming back and DeForest Buckner, we still have more, way more talent than Houston does across the board. And then Houston in last, although apparently CJ Stroud is looking pretty good. So we'll see what they do in the regular season. So I'll leave it at that, and I'll let you guys take over. Yeah, uh, the only things that I want to say is it's pretty clear cut that the Jacksonville Jaguars are um, going to be the first place in the division, like without a doubt. Mm-hmm. I think that as bad as Tennessee is going to be, I think they're going to be the second, and I think it is going to be a complete dumpster fire in Indianapolis with Anthony Richardson. I think the I think the fact that they're going to try to incorporate this dual mobile quarterback kind of goes back to my initial point. I think it's going to be disastrous for a line that completely um, let the ball down or dropped the ball, I should say, and disappointed many people at the franchise, exposing Chris Ballard's potential lack of judgment um, when it comes to selecting draft picks. I'm going to say Colts finish third, Texans finish fourth, <laughs> but the Titans will go 6-11. and 11, So, Cy, I hope that's just the word of imagination for how poorly the Colts are going to end up finishing this season. Uh, I, I hope that on my Instagram, Evan, that I can clip Zach picking the Colts to win the Super Bowl last year. Never again. And then this year, him Never again. flipping the script completely just to kind of make up for his his and my awful pick last year. I, I love it, Zach. I know exactly what you're doing. I'm, I'm paying attention. Don't worry. Dude, I'm, I'm happy. Year. I'm happy you feel that way. But I'll say this, and, and I want to let Evan obviously speak on speak on his behalf. But I'll say this: if Steichen could do it with Hertz, and he could do it with Herbert. I am a believer that with, with some time, blanks, we can do it with still picks them to be above Houston. I'll let Evan go from there. I, was like, I love how Zach went to those. Like, not that Houston's any good, but I was like, wow, you really wanted to bury them, and then you picked them a third. But, uh, but I can't yeah. do it with Houston, yeah. Ah, Houston's in a similar spot. Got a young quarterback, but they got, I feel like, more, more around him maybe. But um, I have Houston third instead of the Colts, but I do actually like Anthony Richardson. Obviously, I don't think it's going to be super pretty this year. Uh, because he's so raw, but I think going into next year, they're going to be pretty confident with what they have there, and they can start building, you know, a pretty middling group. But they won't be awful team around him. Um, I think the Texans or the Titans will be kind of on the 500 um, range, and I, I think the Jags are just going to run away with it. I think, um, you know, not to get ahead of ourselves with the playoff preview, I think they could be like as high as the two seed. Like, given how they can beat up on some of those bad teams, I think that I think they're going to be six. So, as I mentioned, so. Um, I'm way out on the Jags. How many wins do you guys think for them? How many wins are you guys predicting for the Jaguars? 11. 11 12, six. Uh, 12. I'll, I'll say 12. They don't have a, they I'm going to say 10. That, you really I, think so? 
the defense and offensive line still do concern me, but I think they have enough young players there that could take a step, whereas Miami that I mentioned earlier, they're a little more veteran that I don't know if there's a ton more like upside to go there, uh, despite their sick corners. So I, I'm a little worried about those pieces, but I think they can take enough of a step to be really good. And I think Trevor's going to be awesome. So I would compare Miami and Jacksonville. It's a great comparison, Evan, but I think Miami is a – is a Jacksonville 2.0 still. Like, I think Miami would beat Jacksonville seven times out of ten. So, like, I think Jacksonville's really good, but I think they have the luxury of playing in a worse division. All right, here we go. All right, guys, so I'm going to select the NFC North here. Interesting division, the departure of Aaron Rodgers. It's going to be really hard to see no Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau this season. It's going to be weird. I, I almost, like denote them as just the oddest team in the NFL because like you know I think Jordan Love is going to do okay but I um I think that Green Bay will actually be the fourth in the division this year and um and I think Chicago is going to take steps forward I mean you're already seeing it with Justin Fields he's playing um incredible he he uses his legs but he's trying to become a pass first guy um just for longevity issues and that you're seeing that with the gm and the acquisition of dj moore and so i think that they take another step forward um i'd have chicago at three i think man i want to do it so bad i'm going to do it i think detroit is actually going to win this division and i think the reason behind that is they have tried to make their defense not a bag of bones this season like they brought in a couple of good guys they got rid of their third overall pick, which they needed to do, sending him Atlanta's way, and then, of course, he gets injured. But um, I think Jamar Gibbs is going to be the big X factor here. And everyone roasted the Detroit Lions for drafting him 12 overall, but I actually think that this is really going to pay off, and you can see that confidence. I mean, think about it. The reason they were so good is their play action was one of the best in the NFL, and it really set up – Jared Goff to have his best season, well, since um, his McVay days in, in L.A. And so by them getting rid of Jamal Williams and DeMar Sw- or, uh, DeAndre Swift, you are going to see the confidence in the 20 down or the 20 down back that will be Gibbs this season as a rookie. So um, I think, first of all, he's a rookie of the year potential, but I also think that this offense is going to continue to light up defenses. And so I'm going to put Detroit at first at 10-7. and seven. I'm going to have Minnesota as 10-7. and seven. Still still good. I mean, they got the, uh, the two draft picks out of USC, Jordan Addison at wide receiver. I think he's going to make a, an immediate splash. And then they got a corner as well. They needed to do that um, just to kind of survive with this division. Um, but I'm, I'm going to say Detroit. Minnesota, Chicago, and then Green Bay. Wow. This is a tough decision to pick. I um, I disagree with you on the Packers. I think the Packers are still going to be pretty good. Um, I actually, I love Jordan on Jordan Love right now. I think he looks great in camp. Love was one of the, the guys I you know was talking about at the beginning when I said young quarterbacks that are really going to ascend. I'm, um, the young receiver group is really interesting with Watson um dubs or however you say it and now Jaden reed um luke musgrave rookie tight end aaron jones is still there aj dylan is still there um in the defensive line the defense and offensive line um they're you know good enough units so i think the packers are still going to be good with that said i think them and the lions will be similar in similar spots in the two three range i still think the lions defense is going to be terrible um and i love gibbs david montgomery too 
um, kind of replaces the Jamal mm-hmm. Williams role. Um, but outside of Amon Ross St. Brown and, you know, Jamison Williams at some point, maybe like the rest of the weapons there, like, you know, maybe Laporta, but a rookie tight end, when has that ever worked? Um, the offensive line is elite, which helps, but I just think the defense is too bad. And the Vikings are an interesting spot on a Kirk Cousins contract here, um, where they go moving forward. But, um, I think they'll have enough to win the division. I think some regression off of last year's record, like we saw late in the season, um, where they were just eking out a bunch of close wins, but I think they'll still be good. Yeah, I think that's those are very good points, Evan, because I agree about the Darren Montgomery part um, with the Lions and about the weapons part. Those are both things I was about to say to Zach. My other thing is I don't feel like the Lions are playing to really win like anything significant. I think they're playing to basically be exactly where they were last year and maybe sneak into a wild card or potentially win the division if other teams struggle. I think they're playing for the future because obviously they drafted Hendon Hooker and they are clearly like – like they didn't make like any massive signings, right? Outside of Montgomery, they didn't even really sign anyone super notable that um, that comes to mind. So I think the idea for them is, hey, let's just like keep being a team that like you know makes a little bit of noise to keep the fans happy and keep our players like motivated, and then let's like really go for it in the coming years. So I think I kind of see that as being the situation with the Lions. I do still think they'll finish second, um, just because I think like. You know, Amon Ra is amazing, and if Goff plays like he did last year with the weapons that you guys mentioned, I love Jameer Gibbs too. I think that'll be a great, great, great offense in some senses. However, yeah, I think you guys are right there. But I do agree with Evan, and I think I'm a little bit higher on Love than you might be, Zach. I think Love isn't kind of coming into a similar situation that Rodgers did when he came to Green Bay, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's been sitting for like four or five years, so – if he is as good as he's capable of being, he's not going to have that rookie rust that some guys do. So I don't think it's going to be some like super big adjustment period. I think he's going to be one of those situations where if he's good, he's going to step in. This is either going to be like he blows people's mind and all of a sudden you're looking at like what Evan said, like a future top 10 quarterback, or it's going to be an absolute disaster. I do not see a middle ground. Like I don't see him being like, oh, we're going to be like a like an 8-1 team. I don't think that's going to happen. So it's, it's a, that or that. So I think they'll actually end up being four in, at the moment, even though I like Love. But, I, but my concern is actually more with the weapons. I think they've just gotten like – I don't really think their coach knows how to handle them. I'll put it that way. I don't think they, they know how to coach them right now. So I think that's the big step they need to take. And their defenses regress so much. You know we love Jair Alexander and all them. They regress a lot. However – the Vikings are so weird to me, dude. Like, that's the team I want to talk about because I feel like we haven't talked about them a lot. I don't think they're better than they were last year because they lose Dalvin. Alexander Madison is their full-time runner. But then but then you look at um, Jordan Addison, and he's a big upgrade from Thielen, in my opinion, right, because he's a young receiver. I feel like this division is basically just built to upset people, and that's all they're going to do. Like, I don't think anyone is going to, like, do more than, like, sneak into the playoffs, upset a big team, and then lose, and then someone else wins it. I think that's going to happen. But with everything else I said, the team I'm most excited to watch is Chicago. Justin Fields um, paired with paired with DJ Moore, take another step forward. I'm most excited to watch them. So I'll leave it at that. Um, Chicago Chicago's the team I'm most excited about. All right. Um, I guess I'll move on to what is this, Division uh, 6. Let's go. Um, let's, do, let's do the NFC East now. I'll, I'll do my own division here. Um, I'll start at uh, I'll start at the bottom, I guess, with my team. I think well, I think all of these teams are going to be pretty good. Similar to last year, I think I think all of these teams are going to be good. Um, the Commanders, I am on Sam Howell so much, I am dying on this hill. I think he's going to be a stud. My hot take is he finishes top eight in fantasy football quarterbacks. 
similar to Daniel Jones where he has the rushing upside, and this dude is a gunslinger. I don't want to go too long, but I love Sam Howell. Um, the problem is the offensive line. They changed the pieces, but they aren't really upgrades, so I think that's going to be the shortcoming for the commanders, and we'll see Chase Young, obviously, is the X factor here. Um, so I'll say they still finish last, but kind of still in that wild card mix, given the weakness across the conference. Um, I'm going to have the Cowboys third, actually. Um, not to you know disrespect the Cowboys, I just don't like Dak at all. Um, and I think they'll be similar to last year. I love Tony Pollard. He's one of my fantasy rider die guys. Um, I think it'll still be a really strong team. Defense is you know, loaded as it was last year, but I'm just not a Dak fan. And I'm on the Giants as well. I'm big time on the Giants. I like Danny Dimes. I like how he played down the stretch. Darren Waller, if he can just stay healthy, is going to open up so much for that offense. They don't have really any weapons around him, but they seem to use him effectively last year. Um, and now that Barkley's back on the field, the offensive line should be good now. Um, for the most part, the defense should be better. I'm on the Giants. I think they'll be right neck and neck with the Cowboys um, for the two spot. Um, and then the Eagles, I think, are just going to be a juggernaut, to be honest with you. I think similar to last year, like what they're able to do in the draft, like Jordan Davis, N'Kobe Dean last year, Jalen Carter looks like a savage this year. Um, like the, the way they're able to get these guys that fall due to nonsense character concerns and just plug them in, in addition to what they do on the free agency side. You know, obviously the offense is back. The running back room is interesting. Um, but like, who cares with their offensive line? Um, I think they're going to be a juggernaut. I think they're going to win the division. I think they're going to win the NFC. I, uh, I agree with everything that Evan just said. I agree with the ranking. Including, the top including eight. Sam Howell? <laughs> including Sam Howell's top there, eight. There is uh, two things I, I just wanted to note real quick, because I'm sure Sai will have more commentary on this division rankings. But um, one is Isaiah Simmons going to New York is insane. He is so much better than a seventh-round draft pick. Like, that just goes to show you that the Cardinals are trying to tank because Isaiah Simmons is going to come in there and make an immediate impact. He is a scary defender, and I remember him back from his Clemson days. So he was a first-round pick, too. So um, so I, I hope the NFC East quarterbacks don't forget that because he's going to be all over the field. And then the other thing, too, is a huge contract year for Chase Young. Um, if there's one person I really want to stay healthy, I want it to be Chase Young. I want him to be able to showcase his skills and, and show everybody why he was – so feared and why he was the number two overall pick in the draft a couple years ago so those are the only kind of things i wanted to touch on yeah i i, I agree with you zach i think isaiah simmons going seventh round is absurd i don't even like i don't understand how he hasn't been more successful because that dude was incredible in college as a south carolina fan i had to watch him torture us every time we played him so i agree with you there um one thing I, one thing i'll quickly note i agree with evan's rankings except for the middle i'll flip-flop that I'm putting the Cowboys ahead of the Giants just because I think the Giants' floor is high, but I think their ceiling is low. Like, I just think they're the best they can be is like a 10 win team because they have nobody except for Darren Waller and Saquon Barkley for Daniel Jones to work with. And their defense is good. It's not great. I'm moving on from that. Philadelphia will win the division. Only point that I want to make really quickly, and this will, we'll probably touch on this later when we make our picks Shane Steichen's gone, and he was their play caller. And when Nick Sirianni was on the Colts, Frank Reich was a play caller. So what's going to happen with play calling this year, no matter how much talent they added? That's a huge difference for them this year. Curious about that. I'll leave it at that. We'll talk about it later. That's what I got. Who's got the next division? Kuna. Oh, man, what are we missing so AFC, far? AFC, North, we, and what else? North and West, AFC. North Probably the two best ones. Probably the two best ones, honestly. 
You take the AFC well, West. Uh, yeah. Well, duh. I, I, I got to take the West. about Mr. Mahomes over here? I got to take the West because <laughs> Mahomes and the Chiefs, they the best. That's that's all I got to say. I didn't even mean to rhyme that. That was great. No, all right. Let's let's keep let's keep it 100 here. Mahomes got his contract. He won a Super Bowl like I told you he would. Like I told both of you he would. And like I told the whole world that he would. He did exactly what I said they were going to do last year, which was win the championship. Pick episode one. I said the Chiefs are winning the championship. And they won the championship. And there is no reason whatsoever that I am picking against that team to win that division. I don't care what anyone else says. They're going to make up all kinds of nonsense to be like, oh, this team's going to take a step, blah, 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 blah. No, no one's beating Patrick Mahomes. Prove it to me, and then I'll believe you. But nobody has beaten Patrick Mahomes, and there won't be Patrick Mahomes. So I'll let you guys talk about the other teams because I don't even care about the other teams. What I care about is the Chiefs are the best team in football. Patrick Mahomes is the GOAT, and he's going to continue to cement his legacy as the GOAT the next couple of years. And I'll leave it at that, and go ahead. I'm done. Easy enough. I mean, I think the Chargers I, – I don't disagree with you. I think the Chargers are an interesting team. I hate the coach, obviously. And the, the funny thing to me about the Chargers is that Kellen Moore – gets fired from Dallas, immediately goes to the Chargers. And if you look at, like, the rankings of, like, best offensive coordinators in the league, I think the ranking I saw, he was, like, second. And I was like, the guy just got fired. Now, with that said, I do think it's going to work, and it's going to help Herbert out a lot. So I think the Chargers will be good. They'll be in the wild card mix. Um, I think the other two teams will be trash. I'm out on the Sean Payton thing. He's his, he's just giving me something to be worse than last year just because of how much such a weird vibe, and I'm not here for it. I think it's going to be a disaster. It could arguably be him and Russ no could potentially clash. It's hard to be worse than last year. You're right. It's probably a stretch, but like I think that could be a serious clash between him and Russ if it's it starts going badly. And Judy's already hurt. Like. <laughs> I, I couldn't agree more. I would I would say the Chiefs, the Chargers, too, like, they're locked in for the playoffs, both of those teams. But the Chiefs will finish first. I think Denver will finish third. Las Vegas is, you know, this is a recovery year for them. Um, Jimmy G is just a holding point at this point until they figure things out. I mean, they couldn't even figure things out with Josh Jacobs. Like, I think they just recently got something worked out with him. So, ultimately um, – I was in Vegas actually a couple of days ago, and I saw Hunter Renfro jerseys at the start of the store, and that it, that just just show you alone about how the season's gonna go. Like if Hunter Renfro is the first jersey you see when you walk into a Raiders store, like you're done. Like the you're gonna go one in 15, one in sixteen this season. So realistically, I think that they're gonna set up probably like four wins or so. But um, the Denver Broncos thing cracks me up because. Like, Russell Wilson, you are not wrong, Evan. He is such a prima donna. I even heard, like, uh, I forget who it was from. It was one, like, podcast, but they mentioned, like, the strings that he had to go through to try to, like, get featured in the Entourage movie. And he was just, like, always about this, like, the glamour. And it's just so ridiculous. I mean, this is when he was, like, balling out for Seattle. So who am I to judge? But I just – I don't see – Sean Payton stepping in and fixing problems, I think he's going to cause more problems because he's such a he's such a um, polar personality. You would think at the surface that that would be good for Russell Wilson. Like, you know, he's not going to let his trainer come into the facilities and all these little things. But I think overall this is just going to be a dumpster fire, and I, I think Denver's going to go 5-12 and 12 this season. All right. I, I do want to touch on that real quick just because I know I only talked about the Chiefs and I feel a little bit disrespectful to uh, to, to Mr. Justin Herbert because I do think Chargers are going to be very good. Um, Quinn Johnson's a huge addition for them, and their defensive players are healthy again. 
with Bosa and obviously Derwin James in the in the back. Like that is huge. And Justin Herbert was playing hurt last year. Like he was really hurt. Like he was really hurt, and then he played the whole season that way. Like this offense could be astronomical with a healthy Eckler, healthy Herbert, healthy receiving core with Keenan back and and Williams and and Quinton, and then the defense. Now that team could win a Super Bowl. So I'm not. I know that's disrespectful to to the, for me to do that. I will say though, I think. I'm, I'm, I have a very different perspective of Sean Payton than y'all do because Sean Payton has never been a loser, right? Like, he's definitely had, like, seasons where he hasn't, like, won. But even the dude started Taysom Hill basically for a solid season and managed to put together a borderline fringe wildcard team, right? Like, even if Russell Wilson ends up struggling, he'll put in the next guy and figure out a way to compete. So I don't see, like – I don't see the. I think the Broncos are definitely going to be better than they were last year. Like that, and obviously that's not much of a statement, but like noticeably better than last year. They're just not going to be anything relevant because I just don't think that they have the talent to do it with with Ross at quarterback. The Raiders are what I think the Raiders are going to be just as good as they were last year because you want to know why? Derek Carr is so overrated. Like Jimmy Garoppolo, what he did in San Francisco is not much worse than what Derek Carr did in, did in, with the Raiders. Devontae Adams and Josh Jacobs could do the exact same thing. Okay, now I'm done. Jimmy Garoppolo is equally as overrated. What do you mean? Jimmy Garoppolo has never been rated in his life. Nobody's ever said Jimmy Garoppolo is good. <laughs> Nobody's ever given that's Jimmy fair. Garoppolo any credit ever. That's fair. But everyone's always said, oh, Derek Carr has potential. Well, Derek Carr ain't done jack shit, and now he's with the Saints. And you know what he's going to do? Jack shit again. Anyway, he did get the there. Sorry, excuse my language. On this. He went – he – Derek Carr was lights out two years yeah, ago. But Jimmy, Jimmy G has also had his moments. But anyway, I think we can move on to the last division. No, no thanks to him. He lost in the champion strength of uh, the rest of his 49er teammates. But uh, last division, Zach. I'll tell you what, who is going to go to the championship? The Cincinnati Bengals this season in the AFC North, our, our final division here. So I've got Cincinnati coming out. They're going to be a 12-5 and team. Um, I think they're retaining Mixon miraculously. Um, their defense is, is, you know, still a bunch of dogs like Mike Hilton and, and company. I mean, they're going to still cause a lot of problems there. And uh, I think their offense is just going to take another step forward, especially with all of them healthy. So Cincinnati is, is the clear cut for me. What's interesting, um, and Cy had mentioned that Minnesota is his kind of team that he's trying to figure out. He can't get a good read on. That, to me, is Pittsburgh. Because Pittsburgh's secondary is, is reboosted, and um, it actually is going to be able to combat a lot of the aerial attack that you would see in the AFC North and just the AFC in general, I should say. But, and Mike Tomlin, he doesn't lose. He, you know, he defies the odds every year, but his teams are not never great, right? Especially the last couple of seasons. So I'm going to go ahead and rank Cleveland as the worst. And essentially that means the gamble on Deshaun Watson is not going to pay off in that, in that town. And um, I think Pittsburgh is going to be second and I'm going to say Baltimore takes a step down and they're like an 8-9 third seed team but I don't really know too enough about uh, enough to, about this decision to like make a clear cut choice I'm still a little indecisive but I'm curious to see what you guys think Go ahead, Zach is on my wavelength here so um, I think all these teams are pretty good I think the Browns will be last but they actually they have a nice group I mean a, like Deshaun having kind of a normal offseason um, not that I will ever root for his success anymore but I think him, Chubb um, Cooper had a great year. Um, Elijah Moore, I think, is a nice add. And Joku, great offensive line, decent defense. Like, it's hard to put that kind of team in last place. But 
Um, and then I'm on the Steelers, man. So everyone is on the Lions as to, I think it's the Lions as to how they played towards the end of last year. And everyone's like, oh, Lions, 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 Lions. But people sleep on the fact that the Steelers were dynamite in the second half of the year. Specifically, Kenny Pickett took huge steps forward. You got George Pickens breakout year potentially coming. They still got Deontay Johnson. They got, I'm not a huge Najee fan, but like him and Warren are fine. Certainly question marks are across the rest of the team, but I think the offensive line, which has usually been their issue, should be a lot better. Um, the defense you know, is always, I think, fairly decent there with Tomlin. So I'm on them to finish second as well and potentially be a playoff team. And the, I'm fading the Ravens hype. People are in love with the Ravens this year. Um, and I'm just not buying Lamar as a pocket passer. Obviously, he's still going to scramble. There's still going to be a little bit of RPO. And, like, Todd Munkin, like, the guy just came from college. He was with Freddie Kitchens in Cleveland. Like, ah, I'm just I'm out on all this Ravens buzz. Um, so I'll say, I'll say the Bengals win it. I've got the Steelers as a sneaky number two team, and I'm going to say the Ravens fall to third. Like Zach. Wow. Wow. All right. All right. Here, here, come, here, here I come. Um, thank you guys for that take because I cannot wait to shit on y'all at the end of the year. Sorry, excuse my language. I shouldn't be cussing. But I cannot wait to give y'all crap at the end of the year for the nonsense you're spewing about Lamar Jackson right now. First of all, I do agree that the Steelers situation is exciting. I'm not disputing that. I think I'm looking forward to seeing what Kenny Pickett does his second year. But to say they were dynamite in the second half of last year wasn't because Kenny Pickett was playing like some top 10 quarterback. It was because Mike Tomlin was figuring out a way to win games, like Zach said. Like, Kenny Pickett never had like an amazing game last year. He was always like, eh. And then he'll make like one great throw, and then George Pickens will make some insane catch, and they'll figure it out. So two, I hope two game hope winning. He had two game winning drives, though. I agree, the full games he wasn't like lighting it up, but like he had two game winning drives. He was a like, real gutty, I mean, playing sh- really well. Sure, and I, and I, sure, and I think that's cool. I think that proves that he's he can he can you know pick up the cards when the pressure's down. But I want to see him go have a three hundred yard game and put the team on his back and. And he hasn't done that yet. So until I see that, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna you know act like he's dynamite, even though the team played well. The other part I'll say though is I agree with you guys about the Browns. Like I, I'm not even gonna dispute anything you guys said. I agree they're gonna be in last place. I have no reason to think that they're gonna be much better than three if they do anything else. The Steelers are gonna be three for me. Of course, I'm picking the Bengals one because I I've been a Bengals stand the whole time. I picked the Bengals over the Bills the last couple of years. I've always picked the Chiefs one, but I've always said the Bengals are two. But the Ravens are not gonna be that far away. And it's not even because of all this other nonsense. I think the Todd Munkin thing is hilarious because people are acting like Todd Munkins was like, you know, Andy Reid back in the day, just like, you know, lighting up the scoreboard. The dude, the dude was an offensive coordinator for the Buccaneers when they had like Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? Like, I don't really think like, but I will say this. They added Zay Flowers in the draft. Rashad Bateman, Bateman is back healthy, who was playing very well with, with Lamar when he was healthy early in the season, even though he got hurt. I don't know what Odell's going to do, but – I'm not just going to give up on Odell. Like, I bet you Odell will still run some good routes and give him some options out there. And they still got Mark Andrews, who's arguably the second-best tight end in the NFL. And then you got Lamar Jackson. You have Lamar Jackson, the former league MVP, coming back with his contract. And if he's healthy, if Lamar Jackson is healthy, I don't care what, what way the NFL goes. That man is going to eat. How are you going to stop Lamar Jackson with that offense? You have to guard the receivers. You can't leave them open. You have to guard Mark Andrews, the linebackers. Lamar is going to have a free-for-all. I think he's going to go berserk. I would be shocked if he doesn't finish top two to top three in the MVP rankings. And I fully believe the Ravens will be great this year. And this is coming from someone who didn't, who wasn't high on the Ravens last year. So I am not just doing this because I'm some Ravens fan. I'm doing it because I see how much talent they have. 
and I think Lamar is going to have a chip on his shoulder. So I'm sorry for my uh, hot take, or not hot take, but my vehement argument, but I'm shocked by the disrespect to, uh, to Lamar and the Ravens in this podcast. I'm actually shocked by that. Four in a row, so six to seven to close the year. I won't disagree on size other points, but the Steelers were four and four, won their last four games and were six to seven to close the year. It's pretty damn good.